as all of creation thunders out. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to God the Father and God the Son, I hold nothing back. This is what you deserve. Amen. Well, it's great to be here with you. It's great to be worshiping here with you. And uh, man, it's been a great week of worship, starting last week with Revelation 4 throne room and just continuing through the week at a huge Thursday night and uh, a big time of worship there. And man, fired up to be going after it today. Revelation 5 is where we're at today. So we rally together to make much of Jesus Christ. It is all about Jesus. And all of God's people said... Amen, man. It's a huge deal. Don't miss it. We're diving into Revelation and we're walking through a series called The Thunderous Sevens and the Copycat. The Thunderous Sevens, like every place that God is working, he's using the number seven, God revealing his perfection, his hand, right? The Thunderous Sevens and then the Copycat. Satan's running around trying to say, I want to be like the Most High. Doesn't even come close. It's a pathetic sideshow. And all too often, there's too much attention shown on the evil and the junk that's coming in the end. But man, I'm telling you, we know the God of the universe. He has his hand on it. And all of God's people said, right? And so our battle cry, for worship, not for worry, right? Everybody say, for worship. That's why we're here, not for worry. May God get all the glory, okay? So we're going to dive in this week to uh, Revelation chapter 5. If you want to turn with me there, that'd be great. Go to Revelation 5, starting in verse 1. You should have your Revelation books as well. If you want to jump there, we're into the week on Revelation 5 there. I I believe it's page 26. I already forgot. Is that right? Yeah, 26. So uh, if you want to go ahead and turn to 26, that'd be great on that as well as we get going here. And uh, point number one, as we dive into Revelation 5, Uh, all of the chapter says, look to Jesus who alone is worthy to execute the will of the father, crushing the head of Satan and restoring this broken world. Look to Jesus who alone is worthy. No other distractions, no other solutions. It is Jesus Christ alone. May we look to Jesus, who alone is worthy to execute the will of the Father. How did he do it? Crushing the head of Satan at the cross and restoring this broken world, one heart at a time, one joyous plan at a time. May God get all the glory, all right? So as we dive in today, we are going to be walking into the throne room again. If you remember last week, we were looking at the throne room and we saw all of its glory. We saw the four living creatures and the 24 elders. We saw massive worship going on. We saw the throne of the God of the universe, God the Father seated on the throne and this glorious light, the white beaming light with the spectrum spread of color and and then the emerald rainbow behind and around him, just this massive declaration of color, and then the thunder and the lightning and the rumble of the authority of our God. We saw this huge throne room of God the Father. John was introduced into that as Jesus said, come up here, and he revealed out just a little bit of the greatness of our Father. May we truly worship and celebrate him, and uh, a huge moment of celebrate for all of us as we got to walk through it. That same throne room is where we are as we pick up Revelation 5. And so John is there in Revelation 5, and he's beginning to introduce the next piece to that huge throne experience. He says, 
Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Let's just start right there. He starts out, then I saw. You're going to see that phrase a lot through Revelation. Then I saw. John is being introduced a number of different pieces of a vision. And remember, this all makes up one big vision, right? The revelation, singular, revelation. It's not revelations, right? It's revelation. And so this is all one big thing put together, but it's a bunch of little pieces of all of those visions packed together. And so here's the next one. Then I saw. What did he see? I saw the, in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. Him who was seated on the throne. Everybody say, that's God the Father. Right? Remember from last week, this is the, it's like Jasper and Carnelian. There's this splash of white light. There's this glorious spread spectrum color. There's this massive, awesome glory and color all over the place. And the rumbling behind. And, and it's like John is seeing the big picture of the throne room area and all of this huge, glorious light. And in that, just like in a movie, like when all of a sudden there's sort of a zooming in, that effect happens. John's seeing all of this grandeur, and now all of a sudden he's starting to have his attention drawn right specifically to the right hand of the Father and what he's holding. And it's a really big deal that it's the right hand. The right hand is uh, told in Scripture, that is the ruling hand, that is the judging hand. That is God's decision-making, God's authority, God's plan. Everybody say, God has a plan. Yeah, I agree with you. God has a plan. And is in his right hand is his will, his rule, and his judgment. And so in the right hand of God the Father, with all of this glory and all of this beaming brightness, you can see in his hand was a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. How many seals? Yeah, seven, the thunderous sevens, right? And if you remember a couple of weeks back, we were talking about the time frame, and it's seven years. There were 70 of those. 69 have already happened at Christ's first coming. Now we have seven years to come before Christ's second coming. That's still out in front of us, seven years remaining. In that seven years, you're going to see a lot of sevens unfold through all of the book of Revelation here. Here's one of them and seven seals on the scroll. And it's going to be a big deal. We're going to be taking a look at that next week and those seals and what all that means as we walk it through. But uh, the seals are what actually holds the scroll closed. The seal is kind of the, uh, it's sort of a tag, if you will, and it sort of keeps the thing tightly down. And in fact, you end up using those seals to ensure that it's only read appropriately at the right time by the right people with the right authority, right? And so there's these seven seals. God's statement, this is his scroll in his hand. So this is God's plan, how he is going to deal with sin. And it's super important that we get this and how he's going to call to salvation. There are so many that miss when you walk through Revelation that this is a massive wake-up call. Part of his dealing with sin is to say, be done with that. Come to me. It's a call to salvation along the way. I mean, think about it. As God rolls out more and more wrath against sin, why? Like this, all, all of a sudden, the sin at the end is going to be like way worse than any other time? Like it's not that. 
Christ has died on the cross to cover sin for believers, and God is making it clear, I stand against. But why? To say, come with me, the Holy One, the one who has it in hand. This scroll is God's plan, his plan to stand against sin and ultimately to wake people up to the call to salvation with him. Uh, that said, let's just make sure we take a little bit of a look at the scroll. You've got a drawing there in your book, but we'll go ahead and throw it up on the screen here as well. So this is a look of what a scroll could look like. And you can see the seven seals across it and the one in the middle there. There's usually one or maybe all of them that would take sort of a mark that would say, this is the one who owns this, right? And so this is the mark of God the Father, like this is his will, his scroll marked in, and the seals are sealed down as if to say, only by the will of the Father will these be broken. And if you break this without his permission, you deal with his authority, right? That's what goes on with any scroll and any sealing down is make sure you know what you're doing, right? This is a huge statement, and you can see the seven seals here that are going to be broken in order to end up opening up the scroll. Notice that it says the scroll was written on the front and the back. That is a little bit unusual. Usually it's just written on the inside and rolled up so that you're protecting the writing. But here there's writing front and back and uh, some extra detail in that. And we're going to see that roll out over the next handful of weeks. All right. So this is the scroll and it's sealed with seven seals. It says, and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Massive question from this mighty angel. Who is worthy? And, uh, you know, I'm not sure what it takes to be a mighty angel. Like, like, in my mind, angels are all pretty big and mighty, right? But this guy is like, there's angels, and then there's a mighty angel. So, like, whatever this guy is in size, in vastness, in amazing glory, in authority, maybe just raw height, whatever it is, this is a mighty angel. And he has the job of proclaiming with a loud, booming voice. I mean, it would have to be pretty cool to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm thinking, would you like to be the guy that calls out who's worthy to take the scroll of God? How about that? And th this is his permission. You get to call it out. So the angel thunders it forth. Who is worthy? to open the scroll and break its seals. Not a sound. No one steps up. No one speaks. And John records, and no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even look into it. No one, everybody say no one. Right? Who is worthy? No one in all of creation, no one. This is a huge deal. John can see the, the importance of it. He can see the thunderous throne of God the Father and he's holding on to this scroll and the offer is who's gonna open it up and unveil the plan of God the Father? Who is worthy. And John knows the big deal of it all. And so as it goes quiet, who is worthy? He says, and I, 
I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look into it. I began to weep. The only sound being heard was John weeping. God, the Father's plan, and it's being thwarted and held up because what's going to happen now? And, and I love the statement. And one of the elders, remember there's 24 of them, and one of the elders said, weep no more. Behold. Like, I, that guy has a cool role, you know? I don't know how big elders are, you know? We don't really know, but I got to believe John was small in comparison, you know? We'll say John's down here, elder up here, you know what I mean? And, and, and they hear this huge thunders, who is worthy? And it goes quiet. John feels the weight, and he starts to cry and weep, and the elder is like, dude, weep no more. Behold, and when we see the word behold, we say, know this, the elder knew the plan. Like in the heavens, they knew what was going on, and they knew that one was coming but there is no one in all of general, regular creation that is worthy. So he says, behold, and then the elder gets to bring a big announcement. He says, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. There is a thunderous invite. Who is worthy? And the elder gets to bring it. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has conquered. Man, this thunderous statement comes out. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Just so you know, Judah was considered to be the most fierce of the 12 tribes of Israel. And to be the lion of the tribe that was called the lions, like he is it, man. This is the fierce one. This is the one who will rule with authority. This one will win. This is actually, if you wanted to get a quote from a passage, Genesis 49 verse 9 talks about Judah being fierce and being referred to as a lion. And Jesus is now the lion among that tribe. And yes, this is a, a huge statement of him being a warrior king. But more than that, it says, and the roots of David, like he is from the lineage of David. He is the fulfillment of the promise of the Messiah. He is Messiah. He is the one who will rule forever. This is the one who has been promised from years back. This is the one in the prophecies of the Old Testament. This is the fulfillment. That's what the elders saying. This one is warrior king, and this one is Messiah king. This one conquered with all he's got. Jesus Christ, he has conquered sin. He has conquered death. He has died for us and risen again. He is our hope. And all of God's people said, man, don't miss it. Jesus Christ, he died and rose again that we might have life. Man, we need to trust in Jesus. Believe in him with the whole we've got. Man, if you're here today and you're on the, I'm going to try to be good enough plan. And set that plan down today. It doesn't work. No one is worthy. We cannot approach the king of the universe with our good works. It doesn't get it done. Jesus alone is worthy. May we come to him. May we lean on him. Our sin needs to be covered. 
Jesus Christ has paid the price. He has died on the cross. His blood shed to cover what I owe, what you owe, that we might have life and life eternal. Jesus Christ is our King. Scripture says, if you believe he is risen and you confess him as Lord, that's saved. Scripture does not say, if you could be good enough, Scripture super clear all over the place. We are not worthy, but Jesus Christ is worthy. He has died and he is risen. He has conquered both sin and death. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? It is put to rest in Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, man, hear me. He is the second Adam. Adam, the first one, that was a miserable fail. He failed out. God, fully knowing it was coming in advance, fully prepared with a plan, and Jesus Christ is our hope. The second Adam, sinless, perfect, spotless lamb who would die for us and cover what we owe. He alone is worthy. Jesus Christ is, everybody just say with me, you are worthy. Let's say it louder and bigger. You are worthy to Jesus Christ with all you've got. You are worthy. One more time, louder, bigger. You are worthy. That's what this passage is capturing. Who alone is worthy? And the elder introduces the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah, the Root of David, our hope, Messiah King. It says, so that Jesus... He can conquer, he can open the scroll and its seven seals. He has conquered, and he now can open the seven seals. How many seals? God the Father's plan of perfection to roll out his stand against sin and his call to salvation. And Jesus Christ has the privilege, him alone, to open the seals one at a time. And when all seven are opened, to open the scroll and to begin to read out God's plan to take it fully on himself. It says, in between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. Everybody say, that's Jesus. Jesus. And you got to picture it. In the midst of all the brightness, the jasper light, the white shafts of light, the splash of rainbow, the emerald green splash of rainbow all over the place, the huge, massive, thundering worship and lightning and glory. In the midst of all that, the Lamb of the universe, the Lamb of God begins to walk onto the scene. And John sees it and his jaw is dropped as he sees Jesus Christ in front of him. It says, and between the throne and the four living creatures among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though he had been slain. He is the perfect lamb, the spotless lamb, the one who died for me and died for you and rose again. He is alive. Everybody just say, he is alive. And that is our hope, Jesus Christ, he is alive. He has died and we can be saved. Him for me. Man, that's my hope. Him for me. I already just say, him for me. That is our God. And in the midst of it, as he steps up, it says, with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth, 
with seven horns and seven eyes. How many? Seven. seven. The thunderous statement of God will be all over the place with sevens. Just so you know, horns are described later in Revelation and in Daniel as representing leadership, authority, rulership. In other words, this is the perfect ruler. This is the king of all kings, seven horns. The king of all kings, Jesus Christ. And the seven eyes, what does that represent? Well, it actually tells us right there. It says, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. This is the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the lamb who has died and risen. And the Holy Spirit is sent out to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. To bring a massive healing glory as he regenerates souls, wakes us up to Christ, points us to him. May God get all the glory. Man, this is the plan. Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in a huge way ushering it in. He is perfect king. And he is conquering king. And all of God's people said, Amen. it says, and when he took, or, and he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And I'm just telling you, all too often when we read scripture, we can just blow past what is massively important. And we have a job to do here. Because when Jesus Christ steps up, remember God the Father has been holding on to the scroll in his right hand. And the angel has cried out, who is worthy? No one comes. And the elder says, hey, hey, hey. Behold, the Lion of Judah. Behold, the Root of Jesse, the one who is conquered. And Jesus Christ, the Lamb, steps up into the middle. And he begins to take on this massive role of glory. And it says then that he steps up, the only one worthy the only one who has the privilege, and he takes the scroll. Man, this cannot go without a massive celebration. So you have a job to do today. I'm going to reread it, but when I read that portion, this place has to come unglued with applause and cheers. He alone is worthy. Lift it for him. Ready? Are you ready to do this? Yeah, yeah dude, that's not even close. Are you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, get ready. Here we go. There was a massive cry out, who is worthy? The elder points out, behold, the lion of Judah, the root of David, the one who is conquered. It says, in between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing. I saw him standing as though he had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes. And he, he went and took the scroll. Amen, man. Just keep bringing it to your God. Bring it big. Amen. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. And all of God's people said, Amen. and he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. God the Son took the scroll from God the Father, and God's plan is now in motion. Everybody say, God has a plan. 
and he's about ready to unfold it. This is a breathtaking, ominous, hopeful moment as the Son of God has now taken the scroll in his hand. And the heavens agreed with what we just did. It says, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. We have the four living creatures. We have the 24 elders. We have the prayers of the saints rising up and all of it falling down before him, crying out, he is worthy. This massive moment of worship as they fall down before Jesus Christ. Get a picture in your head as there's this great glorious throne of the Father, huge beaming light. The lamb steps on the scene and there's jaw-dropping awe as he steps up and as he takes the scroll, they collapse on their faces in the, one, in the presence of the one who is worthy. And they are worshiping Jesus Christ with all they've got. And this is a moment where there is going to become a crescendo of worship now through the end of this chapter. This worship is just going to keep getting bigger. Don't miss it. The crescendo of worship in Revelation 5 is like none other. It is absolutely stunning and amazing to watch all that's going to take place and all the celebration of Jesus as the one who is worthy. And so the four living creatures and the 24 elders who fell on their faces before him, it says, and they sang a new song. They sang out, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. Everybody just say, worthy. worthy. Louder and bigger. Worthy. The four and the 24 cried together, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You are Savior and King. These four living creatures and the 24 elders are like, we are seeing people saved because of you. I'll say it this way, I think they're kind of saying, we saw humanity walk away from you in sin. We saw them horribly messed up, and you are bringing them back one soul at a time, one worship at a time. We are seeing them brought to an amazing worship of you. Your blood has paid the price, and you have ransomed people from every tribe and language and nation. May God get all the glory. They're like, you are worthy. And just so we're clear, that's four beings and 24 elders. 28. That's it. 28 beings who are crying out, you are worthy to take the scroll. And man, it's just going to elevate from there as we keep moving through. It says, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. You have made these people, you have saved these people, you have raised them up, you have made them a kingdom. Literally, we are taken and all of a sudden our king of kings draws us into a kingdom that we do not deserve. We are called priests, meaning we get to represent God to humanity. The angels are in awe. The four living creatures and the 24 elders are stunned. 
Look at what you're doing as the kingdom is being built right in front of them. This is an awesome worship moment. And man, may we never take lightly the privilege we have of salvation, of being a part of his kingdom, of truly representing him as priest, honoring him, pointing to him and worshiping him with all we've got. 24 elders and four living creatures, and they were lighting it up already with the worthiness of Jesus. You know, this past week has been a huge celebration of worship. And um, when we decided to go through Revelation, which was uh, back last kind of April, May, when, we, when I began to put some things together, man, one of the first things I said is, if we can't do Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 big, we should not be doing this. Like, this is massive worship. This has to come out as top-notch, unbelievable goal for worship, not for worry. And last week was just unhooked worship as we introduced the throne room and went after it. People all over the place in tears, giving everything they had, right? Worship, all of me, celebrating all of you, God. Man, all in, we had a massive celebration going. And then Thursday night, as we rallied together, I don't even know the numbers at the end, but well over 700 rallied in here, just ready to bring it huge. And we filled this room with worship. And an hour and a half of God getting all the glory. Man, it was awesome to see an amazing celebration taking place for our king all week long. And we're not done. We got a close song coming. We're going to be ushering in the crescendo up as well. May God get all the glory. Man, please hear me. I was talking to several different people, just some sweet statements of, I finally gave it all to my God. Last week, done. I gave it to him. I'm in, fully worshiping, absolutely celebrating. I was talking to one couple on Thursday night, and they said it was so huge to be releasing so much to him. But more than that, like tonight was just a sweet night of joy. And, and literally I said, it was different because I didn't have the sin I was holding on to. It was done. Now I just have this straight up joy as we're celebrating. May God get all the glory. Man, that's what worship can bring. May we hold nothing back. Just a little bit of a glimpse. Uh, let's throw one image up here. Uh, this is just a little bit of a glimpse of last week. Uh, and that's some power worship. As we've got the giant shafts of light in the middle that represent the throne, the 24 elders around the seven uh, spirits, the seven flames representing the Holy Spirit in the middle there, this massive array of emerald light all over the place, the rainbow of worship going off, the rumble and the thunder as we entered into the throne room and praised our God. This was just one snapshot to represent and God's been doing something big all week long. May we truly worship him. And all of God's people said, Amen. hold nothing back. Let's not make this a one-time event. May God get all the glory as we move forward. All of me celebrating all of you, God. All for him. All of me. Nothing held back. And just right here today, what are you holding on to? That maybe it's time to start setting it down and say, no more of that. 
Lord God, I'm giving this to you with all I've got. All of me. Celebrating all of you. May we look to Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, point number two. Point number two, join with the myriads of the saved as we sing and cry out, worthy is the Lamb. Join with the myriads of the saved as we sing and cry out, worthy is the Lamb. Now, like we said, this is a crescendoing worship, so you've got to picture it. It's starting out with the four creatures and the 24 elders. I'm sure they brought some volume, but we're talking about 28 beings, right? Four creatures and 24 elders, as they said, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. 28 beings bringing that. Next step up in crescendo. John says, Then I looked, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads, and thousands of thousands, millions upon millions of angels. All of a sudden, light it up. Dude, I don't know if we can get this picture, but 28 start out. You are worthy to pick up the scroll. And the millions go, worthy are you. Man, this is a massive thundering celebration from the angels. I cannot wait to hear millions upon millions upon millions of angels just filling the space with all that he is worth. Then they end up crying out here, these millions upon millions. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb. Everybody say it loud, say it big with me. Worthy is the Lamb. Louder and bigger. Worthy is the Lamb. Loud as you got. Worthy is the Lamb. And we're talking hundreds in this room. Now imagine millions and millions and millions crying out, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. He's like, Christ, you are so worth it. I deserve nothing. Everything I have, I'm throwing back to you. You get my everything. These angels just lifting it in celebration. So we go from four creatures and 24 elders to millions and millions of angels lighting it up but we're not done. He says, and then I heard every creature, how many? Every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Man, this is a massive moment. It goes 28 beings. Millions upon millions of beings. Everything in all of creation that exists. This is a huge crescendo up as all of creation thunders out. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to God the Father and God the Son, I hold nothing back. This is what you deserve. Be blessing and honor and glory and might. 
forever and ever. For how long? Let's say it as loud as we got it. For how long? Forever and ever. Man, I'm telling you, forever. May God get all the glory. It raises up 28 beings. Millions upon millions. Billions upon billions. You get what you deserve. Worthy are you. You should receive all of the blessing and honor and glory and might. May it never end. This is how awesome you are. And I love this statement. We're not done with this massive celebration crescendoing. We go 28 to millions to billions as all of the billions of creation are crying out. You are so worth it. Remember, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And all of God's people said... So it starts out, worthy are you to grab this from the hand of the Father. And then the millions say, worthy is the Lamb. And then all of creation says, to you be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And it says, and then you get one last to cry. From the four living creatures, they said, amen. And it thunders to a silence. And in that moment, and the elders, all 24 of them fell down and worshiped. Stunning throne room vision. As the crescendo rises up to include all of us, all of creation crying out, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Everybody say, that's me your creation, crying out with all we've got. In the name of Jesus Christ, may we worship him with all we have. Worthy are you to receive. You are so worthy. May you get all the glory and the honor thundering through the heavens and the earth. And finally, at the end, the four living creatures, amen. And the 24 fall down. And it goes to silence. This is our God. I don't think we have even remotely close to an image of how great he is. Man, we give it our shot and we have our distractions. May we never lose sight of the stunning, perfect, glorious, righteous, worthy nature of our God named Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, that's our joy and privilege. As we go to a close here, our job is to bring a statement, you are worthy, Lord. Bringing it with all we've got, you are worthy, Lord, as we sing this song. Don't hold anything back, you are worthy. And we're gonna ease through this, it's gonna become a crescendo of worship through the song as we bring it to a close for him. May God get all the glory. When we get to the end, don't hold back. Let's unleash it in applause and cheers for him like nothing else. May God get all the glory. Let me pray.